300, two lengths, Melody Bell, 50 stars, Arcadia Queen running on, Shout the Bar tiring, 50 stars, Arcadia Queen launching their Melody Bell, they've got to Shout the Bar, Arcadia Queen from last, takes the lead, coming clear, she is the Bell of the Ball today, Arcadia Queen, two lengths, second 50 stars from Melody Bell, and fourth in the race, and now it's time for another edition of the Good Form Podcast, brought to you by form analyst Tim Chapman and Rob Horwell. G'day punters and welcome to another edition of the Good Form Podcast, having a look at McKinnon Stakes on Flemington. It's the fourth quarter of what has been a tremendous carnival at Flemington, of course, highlighted by a very elegant win in the Melbourne Cup. As I'm joined by the man who's here every week, Tim, how are you travelling this evening? Oh, mate, I'm well, but I am exhausted. It's been a big week so far. Um, Yeah, it was a brilliant Melbourne Cup. What a champion mayor, very elegant is. Uh, just fantastic. It was a really, really exciting Melbourne Cup. Probably one of my favourite Melbourne Cups in recent history. And, uh, yeah, it was it was great to see her salute. And what a tough run by Incentivise too, who obviously pulled up with an injury and to battle on like that and still run second is just huge you know, on, on such a world stage there. Uh, yeah, really excited now. Looking forward to the stakes on Saturday. And it was a huge run from incentivise, and it's just great to see that an Aussie bred horse and, of course, New Zealand bred horse in very elegant were able to fly the flag on uh, on Tuesday. We're also joined this week by another backyard punter, Mitch. How are you travelling? Hey guys, um, thanks, Rob. It's nice to be on the show. Looking forward to it. It's been a very busy week, you could say, the long weekend. Feel like I need another long weekend just to calm down and settle down a little bit. But looking forward to another weekend of racing. Yeah, you're not alone there. I feel like I need a week off the pun after this. But uh, we've got Saturday to get through. And, and Saturday is a very nice-looking card at Flemington. Tim, have you got a bit of an update on what the weather might do before Saturday and where the rail position might end up? Yeah, look, the rail position is – it was five metres out today on Oaks Day. Of course, we're recording this on a Thursday night. Uh, and it's going to be eight metres out the entire circuit on Saturday. Now, the, the weather for Saturday, looking at 616 degrees and possibly a bit of showers and rain. I don't think there's going to be much more rain before then, uh, but there was quite a bit of rain over the last couple of days. It was really coming down um, quite heavily, but the track's just just been looked after so well. Mm, Even today, well. I, yeah, it must. It just is like for it to be a soft six this morning after all that rain we got last night, just incredible. So I, I think you'd be looking at a good four on Saturday at this stage, yeah. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, all right, boys, why don't we get into it? Race number one is a benchmark 90 over the 1,600 meters, meters and Hosier is a pretty rock-solid favorite currently, $2.60 for Lloyd Williams' uh, equation. Down from Sydney for Annabelle Nation, four forty. Silent Sovereign is seven dollars. Our Playboy, seven fifty. Mystery Shot, no, it did run today, but is still in the field at ten dollars. The last one I'll read through is Sainers Express, who you'd have to say on face value was a little bit disappointing last start. Tim, 
Have you got a speed map for us for this 1,600-meter contest? Yes, Rob. The speed map here looks to be one horse that's going to go forward here, Hosier. I expect him, he could get a really comfortable run along in front here from this and really control the race. Behind him there, there's, there's possible that Keats from Barrier 1 pushes up as well. Mystery shot ran today. It, I, I don't think he'd be going around again, but you couldn't rule it out. Uh, Goldfields, Equation, Silent Sovereign also probably will push forward from Barrier 7. Tatunka, I Am The Fox, Beaufort Park, Signers Express and our Playboy at the rear. Tim, kick us off. What were your thoughts on the favourite Hosier first up? Well, um, I, I must admit, I wasn't expecting him to come back this early when they mm. put him out after that win over Turidan. And yeah. to come back over 1,600 is a, is a bit surprising as well. Mm. He's well he found ta- in the market. But, uh, yeah, well. what, are you, what, are you, what are you saying? Is he targeting perhaps a Pakenham Cup or something like that, the back end of the uh, spring? Maybe, Ballarat Cup. Yeah. Uh, or possibly even the Zipping Stakes. Hmm. Yeah, when I first saw him yeah. in the market, I was um I was surprised a little bit like you. And you have a look at the form in this race, and you can see why it's a short price favourite. Um, well, you can, yeah, two sixty. It's right on the borderline for mine. I'd like to see a little bit better than that, given that it is first up. That being said, if it is well supported and it's clearly fit, then you know you probably. You know, if you're looking at taking two twenty, two thirty, about a horse that clearly has or seems to have a few lengths on the rest of these and looks to get the gun run out in front, then you might be uh, filling the pockets early. Uh, Mitch, what were your thoughts on this race? Yeah, you guys have wrapped it up pretty well. I think the favourite's definitely better than the rest. I don't know too much about equation i know that's what's that at at the moment that's coming to 460 i reckon there's question marks on that i'm not too impressed with its last few runs and rob i know that you said signers express wasn't too impressive last start but i don't know i feel like there's something there with it i think that it can mm, find its best mm, i tend to agree i don't think it saw out the 1700 back nah. to the mile now um it got that form around mr brightside nelson yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, of course, I was yeah. halfway through what I was saying before Rob cut me off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you go. back to Jeez. you there, Mitch, and um, I'll, I'll finish off what I was going to say after you, mate. Yeah, so I don't. I think Sonas Express probably needs more rain than what we're going to get. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just jumped out at me when I had a look at the form a bit earlier today. I think between... Poisier, Signers Express, they're my two. Mm. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. Even the eleven kind of jumps at me a little bit. Tad Tunka. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sold. I think the favourite wins, but Signers Express for you know, just behind it. Yeah, yeah. Well, forty six dollars at Tatunka. Uh, there's one for you, punters. Uh, equation yeah. you mentioned. Not sure about that one. Yeah, look, was the Canberra Guineas winner? Mm. Um, beating high supremacy. High supremacy's done some pretty good things since then, but look, uh, it's hard to know. Its last I start think... didn't give me much confidence in with Equation. And before that, uh, it was pretty good, I thought, behind AIM and Alsberg. But yeah, look, Hosier, definitely very hard to beat. That form, Turidin, Godeline, 
uh, in that race. Durston was also in that race. They've all come out and since won. So, yeah, look, I, I think he is the one to beat for sure and, and should get the job done. Yeah, look, Equation was my second pick. I know not saying much here given what the market's saying. I thought two starts back was a really nice run behind Eamon Ellsberg in that run-up in Sydney. And I just think this time of year you generally have to respect Sydney form that comes down here for these big days at Flemington. That being said, if I can get a price about Hosier that's around $3, I will be very, very happy to snap that up, I think. It's really a quite progressive horse over here from Ireland. I think it came over from the uh, from the uh, I think it come from Ireland for Lloyd Williams, and uh, you won't be surprised if they think this horse is going pretty well. That it could perhaps find itself in a Country Cup in a couple of weeks' time. Any others, boys? Before we move on, no, none for me. Uh, Keats Keats might run a bold race at twenty three dollars, but um, yeah, look, uh, pretty keen on Hosea here. All right, so we'll move on to race number two on the program, which is the Group 3 Queen Elizabeth over the 2,600 metres. And Warning is currently your favourite. Pretty similar price to Hosier, $2.60. Dr. Drill, after its second and Geelong Cup, is $4.40. Luna Flair is in good form and $5.50. In fact, a few of these are in good form. Wentwood, your Bendigo Cup winner, is $5.50. Sound is $7.50. And the outsider in the field is he's a shocker. It's currently $20. Tim, a speed map for this one, please. Yeah, Dr. Drill, I think, will lead here. Um, went wooden sound behind him. And he's a shocker. He's a shocker might even go up forward from two. But he hasn't done a lot so far in where it's been settling. Further back, maybe it'll try something different. Uh, but, other, but otherwise, it'll be towards the rear with Warning and Luna Flair. All right. I thought Warning, if we get a soft track, given given what might happen early in the day and that perhaps potentially could be watered a little bit as well early in the day, I thought if we come up with a sort of soft track here that this was a really nice bet at $2.60. Um, if it's a good track, perhaps maybe looking at some of the other horses that might be a little bit more... Uh, or are in, in really good form. But I just thought the last start winning that St. Ledger race up in Sydney was a really nice win, beating Lunacies. And uh, third was uh, in that race, uh, escapes me, one of the uh, informed horses up in Sydney. On Tonte, of course. Yeah, so ran, ran second in the yeah. Metropolitan behind Montefilio, who then came out and franked out form by mm. running a really bold race in the Caulfield Cup. Yeah, so I I do note that can be inconsistent, can put in a bit of a stinker warning on his day, but I just thought in this field, even though there are some other horses that are uh, in pretty good form, it must be said, like Luna Flair and, and Wentwood and Sound. Sound run a good race last start at Mooney Valley. I thought it was clearly the on-top selection for me, and if it's anywhere near a soft five, I'll be going pretty hard at this horse. Tim, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, um, you mentioned sound then. Sound, mm. yeah, it was, it was super. Uh, it was actually the best last six to four and four to two in the Mooney Valley Cup, which, of course, had floating artists in it flying mm. home. Uh, floating artists did have a faster last 200, but it's still very impressive there from sound. Um, was definitely faster last 200 than Luna Flair, so finishing better. Get well, to the extra 100 metres here and, uh, yeah, look, sound I'm not writing off. Uh, it was a really big improvement on its last 
start. I think it's just really needs more more distance. It just is a horse that relishes getting out over these these longer trips. So that's uh, that's definitely one to take note of. Um, on that value, you almost have to put him in above Luna Flair, but Luna Flair's done not a lot wrong. Um, just flying at the moment, as is Wentwood. Wentwood's mm. just as brave as they come, and and he just he runs. He just keeps putting in solid efforts. Mm. Uh, he's 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 the country cups, the country horse of the year last last year, and then just come out and gone gone already, taken the Bendigo Cup, and he's smoking Romans and a couple of other handy horses in there behind that. But of course, before that, did um, finish over the top of Floating Artist, beaten by Dewis, of course, in that race. So, well, his form stacks up quite well around these as well. I don't know about warning at two sixty. It's start, it's a bit short for me. I, I probably would have had him around three fifty, even pushing four dollars. Um, I'm not sure how he's going to go with the small field, and does mix his form a little bit. But but looking back through his form, he was he had the best. I think yeah, the best last two hundred of the race first up, where he was very unlucky. That was in a seventeen hundred meter race, which floating artist won, and then. Um, yeah, form franked around on Taunt in the Metro, which we thought of, which we had already discussed. So I just don't know at the 260. This might be a sit and watch race for me, or maybe have an each way bet on Sound. Yeah, I question the improvement that Sound might have from that race. I thought it was one that, you know, a, a run that definitely was a long time in the making for. It surprised me a little bit. I thought if you like the runner sound, how could you fault the runner Luna Flair in that race? And this is a horse that um, I think is is in career best form as well. In fact, a few of these might be. Um, and if I was looking to have a little saver, I thought that, yeah, Luna Flair would be the horse that I would be saving on. Mitch, let's get to you. What were your thoughts in this race? Jesus, some good form from a few horses in this race. That's the first thing that jumps out at me. Um mm. Like you've got Warning, obviously, that's coming off a nice win. Dr. Drill really is jumping out at me a fair bit. Um, good form. You know, second to Charlie Rose in the Geelong Cup just recently, I think 17 days ago. So mm. should be good to go. The one that's really standing out, it was hard to split these two, actually. Luna Flair and Wentwood were the two that I put a bit more time into. I'm leaning towards Luna Flair. All right, there you go. So it's warning for me in race number two, Luna Flair for Mitch. And, Tim, you'll be with sound each way if you have a bet. All right, let's get on to race number three, which is another benchmark 80, this one over the 2,000 metres. And Alcyone is currently a $2.50 favourite and being well-supported. Vitruvis, Vitruvis, if that's how you say it, $4.40. Tai Chi Goddess is $9.50. Lunatic Fringe is $10. Mr. Cancun, $13. Hustle Toff, $16. And the last one I'll read through is Royal Order, who is $27. Tim, a speed map for this one, please. Yes, Sephira from yeah. Area 18. I think it's got to cut across and go forward. There usually goes forward in its races. And I expect it to do the same again. There are two emergencies in this race at the moment. Mm. One will come in with Shibili, Shibali coming out. Her Royal mm-hmm. Order comes in. And still Mr. Cancun is waiting to get a run. Um, so Sphere goes forward. Taichi Goddess from two will kick up. Jonado, uh, Alcyone, I expect to be pretty handy there. 
plucky pirouette ran today, so I think that'll that'll probably come out as well. Uh, then Royal Order across Hasseltoff, I think ran today as well, so that'll come out too probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vitruvius, Takumi, and there's a lot lot that aren't really fast out of the gates like Medieval Miss, Full Ahead, Florida Dream, Lunatic Fringe, Primitivo, Mister Cancun, and Caesarian Knight at the back. All right, well, I might kick off here, boys. Alcioni. Uh, first up was enormous running some terrific sectionals at Sandown back in August, over 1,300 metres, which I think is well short of this horse's uh, best distance. It then ran one length off Mr. Brightside's second up, what was a really, really nice run over 1,600 metres, and we saw what it was able to do last week in the Cantala, where it absolutely peaked uh, for a career performance uh, run there. Last start, I thought it was just a little bit wide, for the run, um, think of that have been an extra 100 metres in that race at Caulfield, admittedly over the 2,000. It would have run them down. But I think Flemington suits. There's been market support already, so I've already taken a little bit of the better odds that were on offer earlier today. Um, but I'm going to double down on that bet. I think Elcioni's my best of the day. I'm sort of getting ahead of myself with a lot to still look at on the card, but I was really, really keen to play here. Uh, Mitch, what were your thoughts on race three? I'm finding this to be a tough one, boys. Um, spent a bit of time looking through it. There's a you know a lot of horses to pick, and maybe a lot that don't actually run. But yeah. the one Skelm that kind of looked good to me. I think it had a pretty good run. Came third at Avoca uh, over the 1860. Obviously, needs to go a little bit further in this race. But other than that, the favourite Alcyon. That's got the form out of the pick, like out of the rest of them. Um, and Mr. Brightside, obviously, is a very good company. Goes quite well against that not too long ago. Just misses. But, look, this is probably a race that I stay away from, boys. I'm not too confident on any, to be honest. Um, I think I might save my chips for later on in the day. Mm. Tim, what were your thoughts? Yeah, interesting. Um I uh, I think Alcione is an absolute moral and will win full stop. No more to say. That's it. That's what I was going to say. Sometimes you can overanalyze a race. This horse just clearly looks head and shoulders above the rest of this. Uh, it was caught in Huey Bowman. Yeah, Huey Bowman yeah. was caught nothing last time. Uh, uh, he's already come and admitted that. Durston just pinched that race. Van Kane franks that form as well, coming out and putting in a solid effort in the Lexus to hold them there. And, of course, the start prior, Chase really well to Mr. Brightside who comes out and franks that form in the um, in the Cantala. So yeah, yeah. Look, Alcione here. This is I I might have even had a little nibble at this in the McKinnon. So I'm having to really <laughs> back the truck up here and just put it in reverse and just take the wipe of the bookies. Yeah, very very excited. This is my best of the day as well, Rob. Well, I got in before you, mate, so I'll have to claim it. So there you go. So Chaps and I, or Tim and I, are very keen on Alcioni, and Mitch, uh, not so confident. He's, well, I'm, lean, uh, I'm leaning towards staying out. I'll, I'll trust you too on that. Maybe one. we've convinced you. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, uh, Mitch does mind scale with the big odds, um, so it oh, might true. be one to take a, a close look at, of course, the um, Stony Creek Cup winner of mm. in March, and then. Ran a decent race in the Mornington Cup, which of course had Mount Popper and Nonconformist in it. So look, good find there, Mitch. Yeah, for see sure. How it goes. <laughs> the only horse that I could see at odds potentially 
improving off of uh, not running on a heavy track would be Saracen Knight second up. But, yeah, I mean, I uh, couldn't have him any more than obviously a place bet given how keen I am on Elcioni. Boys, we happy to move on to race number four? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, oh, there's a couple others just for your first four. Taichi Goddess and Medieval Miss if you're playing first fours and multiples in that one. All right. Thanks, Tim. Race number four is the listed Amanda Elliott over the 1,400 metres. And our Heidi, still a maiden, but it's $4.60 favourite here. Scissor Step is $6. Decent rain. Now, if I'm not mistaken, did it run as well today? Decent rain. It was entered. I um, Let's have a look. No, no, it didn't run today. All right, so it should be here. It should be coming here, and it is $9. Jimmy the Bear, $9. Port Louis, $10. Bent the Knee is $12. And the last one I'll read through, O President, is also $16. Tim, speed map, please. Yep. Speed map here. Jimmy the Bear, Volcanic Rock. Probably Volcanic Rock will be the leader there. Jimmy the Bear from four should push up with it. Scissor Step, now not a good draw for it, but does often like to be up around the pace. Um, our boy Brian also from Barry 17. So those two you might see cross over from a wider draw. O President from 11 will go forward. Cape Breton, decent rain. Mixes it sometimes forward, sometimes back. I don't know, maybe it'll do, maybe it'll sit midfield today. Dangers, Lavish Girl, Micro, Al Heidi, Burning Power, Your Pet, Bend the Knees, Sabuma, Port Louis. Oriental Legend, of course, is an emergency. Um, Daily Bugle and Cardinal Gem at the rear. All right, let's kick off with our backyard punter, Mitch. What were your initial thoughts here in race number four? Um, there's a couple that, are, like I said earlier, jumping out. O, o President it went to the front at Ramwick, I think, last start, but it just ran out of juice over the 1,200. Mm. I don't know if it's fitter for that run, and it might perform a little bit better. If it gets to the front, you don't know. It could just go on with it, potentially. Scissor step with Damien Lane on it. I reckon it's in good form. It's come down in class. It's raced against some pretty good horses in the Blue Sapphire Stakes and, you know, going pretty well. I think it finished fourth in the end. Scissor step's kind of jumping out to me. I've also, I know I like going at odds, and I have probably early, but micro uh, for James Cummings. Mm. I saw an article during the week about it just saying that it was going pretty well, down in class, pretty fit. I know its form's not great, like fifth at Mooney Valley, two starts ago and eighth from 11 at Caulfield last start. But before that, it was pretty good. Like it's had a couple of thirds in the first. I mm. wouldn't be surprised if micro runs on well late. Well, it's yeah. funny, like it's back from a 2,000 metre race to 1,400. So obviously we're on a derby prep with this horse and it just has not, it just didn't stay. Uh, yeah, we were pretty keen on it last here. time. I was very keen on it. I mean, it's yeah. got that forgot you, Mr. Mozart form. It did finish fifth, like you said, Mitch, but it was only beaten 1.1 length and found the line really well. And it was uh, sat wide. Yeah, and sat wide, didn't have much luck. That was in the start stakes, which is a, like a quality race. Um, before that, it won its maiden by four lengths, over 1,400. So you're not wrong, Mitch. This is definitely overs micro. Mm. Mm. But this is a really tough race. Um, it's it's a deep race. you got Daily Bugle again going around. This horse just loves <laughs> running. Um, well, but look, it, it ran it well again in the Carbine Club. And this is, a, this is definitely um, 
it's you know an easier task than the Carbine Club and the Caulfield Guineas, which it ran in prior. Uh, you've also got Port Louis. Yeah, look, I don't know what happened last start. Just just in the blue sapphire. Not interested. Uh, beaten ten lengths. Before that, I thought his run was pretty good. Mince moment, he's exceptional. Uh, but I think they might have this horse going towards a Sandown um, Guineas, possibly. Gets the blinkers on first time, and I know uh, Eustace said on the in a radio interview this week that yeah, he's coming along quite well. Um, they're pretty pleased with him. Uh, if that's anything to take note of. But the horse that I really like is Sidzestet. I've just been continue to be in this horse's camp. He's got a win around the corner. Um, really, really strong sectionals last start in a high rating race. The Red Anchor, of course, was Generation One. Um, mm. Beat home Sudoku, who was also in some pretty good form coming into that race. And I thought he was commendable in the Blue Sapphire there, chased well, was beaten seven lengths, but I still thought he, he, he ran a good race. That race was just a bit upside down, I think. Strange mm. one. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty keen on Scissor Step, and I think they've got him over the odds at $6 and two twenty the place. Um, the only other one that I don't mind, Jimmy the Bear, looks really, looks like a big talent, but um, this is a big rise in class from a benchmark 64. So, yeah. It draws well and good surprise. Well, Paddy Payne doesn't bring them to the city, especially in their third career start, if he doesn't have an opinion. Just quickly to touch on Port Louis, I think this horse is a pretty big tease. It seems to always be pretty well supported in the market and never quite delivers come race day. Boys, I'm with you. Scissor Step was my on top up for this race. I just thought when you look at the odd comparison between our Heidi and Scissor Step, Considering that Scissor Step came out of a race that was much or rated much better than the Our Heidi race at Mooney Valley, I thought you'd just got to put it on top. And mm. the way that it chased um, Generation Home uh, that race, probably thought maybe just as they rounded the bend that it was a chance to run it down, but just sort of peaked on its run. Um, yeah, I thought it was a represented tremendous value at $6. Our Heidi can win, but I sort of want to see it, see it get a win under the belt before I'll. Uh, before I'll tackle it at $4.60 in a Saturday grade race. Admittedly, it is only a, uh, a listed race over the 1,400 metres. And a bit like you, I thought Micro and O President were a tremendous value. O President has a win over Halal to its name back earlier in the year, admittedly, some time ago. And, yeah, Micro. first time on O President yeah, too. Been a bit of market support too for the Wally Yard, which you know you need to respect as a punter. And, uh, yeah, Micro. Yeah, if you forget the uh, the last start, going back to its run at Mooney Valley, I thought it was a really nice run. And I remember you and I, Tim, really being keen on it that day at Caulfield and obviously didn't didn't uh, eventuate. But, yeah, $31, $8.50 the place. Uh, I'll be having a few dollars each way. $8.50 the place. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's almost criminal. Yeah, I reckon so. So I'm with Scissor Step. In fact, I think we all are with Scissor Step. And, uh, yeah, a couple of outsiders as identified by uh, Mitch, Micro, and, uh, and O-President. You can definitely get around those. All right, boys, we happy to move on to race number five? Let's go. Race number five is the Group 2 Matriarch Stakes for the Mayors, of course, over the 2,000 metres. And currently your favourite for this race is Nimely. 
and it's $5.50. Mimi's reward has had a truckload of money in the last 24 hours. $10 into $7.50. Only words is $8. Starrell is $9.50. Godeline is $10. Zaydani is $12. Bonavici is also $12. And the last one I'll read through is Princess Jenny, which is $13. Tim, a speed map, but of course we do know who's going to go forward here, and it is the one that I just read. How fast is she going to go today or Nimaline. on Saturday? Nimaline. I was talking Princess Jenny. Princess Jenny. No, look, I don't know. Sometimes she Nimaline. doesn't lead. I think Equimenical, Nimaline, um, from that wider draw, might not want to get too far back and, and will show speed. But uh, Lalude and Princess Jenny, they'll be thereabouts as well. Uh, Maha Shakti and Only Words also from wide will try and not get too far back. Bombacini on the fence on the Gary from Barrier 1. Godolene will push up from 5, look to get a nice run behind the pace. Uh, our Intrigue, Vanek Girl, Barbie's Fox, Star Rail, Charm Star, Mimi's Award and Zaydani probably find themselves at the back. Uh, Nimali, I think, is one that is going to be really hard to beat here. It's coming out of definitely the informed race, the Empire Rose, and its sectionals in that race were... It ran the fastest last 200, the second fastest last 200 of the race. Of course, Hungry Heart was the fastest um, and steps up to the 2,000. Interesting. By so you think, so it should get the 2,000, but at the last, only start of the distance, it didn't win, but it has won at 1,800 twice. And mm. it just looks like it's in flying form at the moment, Nimalee. It was, yeah, it's, that field was a strong field to finish 1.2 lengths off Colette, who's going around second favourite in the McKinnon. Mm. Yeah, she's... Uh, and that she's, race rated through the roof. Exactly, exactly. So I, I think you're getting a pretty good price here about Nimalee. Um I do understand and respect the market move for Mimi's award. I was pretty keen on her last start. And last time she ran at 2,000 metres, she won by two, seven lengths. Of course, that was, I think, a benchmark 58, but then came out and won the SA Classic after that. And her run last start was really strong behind Salt Peter when it didn't have the, the best run in transit. Um, it's an extra 300 metres here out to 2,000, probably a good each way bet as well. Um, the other one I like is Zaydani. Comes from mm. a little bit different form line here. Was in that race, the Kunji, where Dewis won and Wentwood was second. And floating artist third, and this horse was fourth. That reads pretty well. Start prior to that, over 1,800. Floating artist beat at 2.6 lengths. Mm. Um, and the start before that, floating artist beat at four lengths. I mean, this horse just keeps running into floating artist who ran fourth in the Melbourne Cup. I know this is a bit of a different form line, but just in this in this sort of field, I have a look at it and I go, yeah, look, looks a bit over the odds to mine at $12.380 the place. Um mm. Yeah, got to respect only words of Star Rail as well, but Nimalee on top for me. Yeah, look, you, you are getting a really nice price off on Nimalee given what it did last week. Like that form, 1.2 off Colette, uh, it's pretty good. But, I mean, you're getting that price because this horse has been to the 2,000 metres once and you'd have to say that it, uh, it was a bit of a fail in the Rose Hill Gold Cup, fifth, 2.2 off Costello. Um yeah, look, you, you just you don't know. You don't know if it can run the 2,000, but I thought in this field, uh, even if it couldn't run a strong 2,000, it should surely still be there. The other horse that I thought was absolutely going to peak 
gear on Saturday up to the 2,000 metres as Star Rail. Obviously chased home flying mascot last start at Mooney Valley, but was probably that start looking for the 2,000, I thought. Um, should get a pretty good run in transit, jumping from barrier six. And uh, yeah, I thought that was the clear danger to Nimely, myself Not concerned, personally. Rob, that um, had three goes at the distance, three fails. I think, I think, yeah. Well, I think it's a two. I think it's a two thousand meter horse, personally. Probably an easier, slightly easier yeah. race, maybe this one. Yeah. Yeah, but I uh, yeah. Do note record isn't flash, um, and I just think yeah, you have to respect market move of Mimi's reward um, coming out of the Ben JD Hayes camp. So I'll just be sort of watching how that plays out come Saturday morning, and if there's perhaps a scratching of either Nimely or Starrell. Um, I might be keeping it on site as well in the race. But currently, I'm uh, yeah looking to play both Nimely and Starrell for a nice little win. Uh, Mitch, what were your thoughts? Nimely's the one that jumps out. It's you know size, so you think good form, down in class. It matches up against Colette pretty well. Like you said, one point two levs off was coming home pretty well. The other two that I like is. Godeline or Godeline, however you say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's one there. I'm t- Paddy Maloney actually grew- I grew up with Paddy, so I've got a soft spot for Paddy and like to see him win. But he's found some form the last couple of months and he's riding quite well. He likes the horse, last night winner. So I'll have a look at that. I'll see how it moves in the market before I do anything about that, though. But the one in this race that really jumps out to me, it's, it's a query about the 2,000 metres, Charm Star, 14. I was watching today, actually, the, it's running the Metropolitan. Uh, mm. ended, ended up coming seventh, but down the straight, it went and looked like it was reeling a in. Like, Montefiore's won that race and won a very good race. Got a couple of checks, got stuck in traffic halfway down the straight, got out again and came storming home to lose by two and a half lengths. And I just thought to myself, if it can get itself in a good spot, which it should with Kieran McAvoy on, on the ride, I reckon that it's going to come really hard and go really close. Mm. Yeah, it's not a, bad, not a bad sight there. Did run last in the Caulfield Cup. Yeah, um, I'm, might I'm, have ex- been I'm excusing run, but that. It could have been a flat run, yeah. yeah. I'm excusing Fry that. reads well for, for this class, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. I think the thing we know about Chris Waller is he's not backing up a horse if it if it's not fit. So Yeah, exactly. Could just have been a flat run in the Caulfield Cup, of course, and, yeah, it's one horse that could definitely run the 2,000. We know that. Let's hope so because I like that a lot. That's one of the ones I like for Saturday. Excellent, excellent. Oh, $19, $5 a place. Not bad, not bad. All right, there's one for your punters at odds. Boys, let's move on to race number six. And a little bit disappointing, it must be said, the field that has come up here for the Group <laughs> 1 Darley Sprint. Over the 1,200 metres, nature strip as we sit here on Thursday. And God help us if this horse comes out of the race between now and Saturday. It's your $1.28 favourite. Bella Nipatina after its second in the Manicato is $11. Ranch Hand been in pretty good form this preparation. Chris Waller, $14. September run, a bit of a throw at the stump surely after its run last week. It's $16. Splintex is $20. Swats that is $23. Shakiro is $31. Street of Avalon is $35. And the rank outsider in the field is Samazat. At $91. Tim, coming down the straight, what did you think might happen here? 
Yep, nature strip here from two jumps and leads. Splintex, excellent uh, Flemington run. A couple back, I think, will go and sit just up there with nature strip, as will Ballinipatina. I think they'll be right on nature strip's coattails there, jumping from six. Now they're going to, they're going to go uh, probably towards the middle of the track, I expect given the, a lot of the racing closer towards the rail that's been there this week. So I'm expecting to go wide towards the outside rail or middle of the track. Um, Shaquero, not a lot of luck last start, will jump midfield. Squats that summer that September run at the back. Streets of Avalon probably goes forward as well. All right, well, boys, why don't we uh, give our top three in this race and perhaps try and give the punters a bit of value in some multiples. Yeah, Unless, of course, you've got something that can beat Nature Strip. No, no, I don't. But I do just want to say um, just it's real shame what racing New South Wales have done um, with the sole purpose just to keep horses away from Melbourne, um, which is Australia's greatest carnival and one of the greatest carnivals in the world. And they're um, just that, what that incentive in the – Classic legend, that winner's incentive that they give them, the Everest runners, as a bonus for running the classic legend, sole purpose just to keep horses away from Melbourne. And I think that's just really disappointing. Um, and, yeah, look, the other races, I can understand them, but this is just a bit silly. It's a bit over the top, really, and it's, uh, it leaves a really, really bad taste in my mouth. Anyway, enough of that. Um, <laughs> nature I strip. can't – I did, yeah, it's – it is the one race that irks me it's the from one a carnival race. perspective. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Um, but I won't sit here and, and cry about that right now much more. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of people that agree with me. The uh, Yeah, look, Nature Strip, definitely the one to beat here and should win unless something goes horribly wrong. Uh, the only the other chances, I think, are uh, Shaquero and Ranch Hand, the three-year-olds, Getting a, a fair bit lighter in the weight. I thought Shaquero was terribly unlucky last start. Mm. Uh, really held up for a very long time, and and would have I think it would have run a place in the um, Coolmore. And uh, you're getting thirty one dollars and four dollars a place about it. So that I'll be I'll be back in Shaquero the place um, and uh, Ranch Hand. I don't mind either the place as well. I guess uh, Balani Patina the other one. I think this might be the last time we ever see September run. Um, maybe it might salute, gets out to 1,200. But uh, it'll be very, very surprising if it does. But I think we'll more likely to see it in the breeding barn soon. Well, I mean, they could they could spell it and see if it can come back for another campaign. It wouldn't be the first mare to go off and, and be able to, to come back a better horse uh, with a bit of a break. But I do know what you're saying. It burnt me last week. I don't know why I fell into it again last <laughs> Saturday. Look, uh I reckon Balanipatina is going really, really well, and it's starting to really put together some uh, some racing with uh, with some of the data coming out of those races that make you start to respect how good this horse actually is. I thought it was clearly the second best horse here in the market. Um, am I a little bit worried about it down the uh, the straight at Flemington? Um, Potentially, it's obviously never gone down the 1,200 metres at Flemington before, but I thought it was clearly the second best horse on form in the uh, in the race, and I agree with you. Shakiro, look, 
two starts back at Caulfield, that was a poor run. But the run before that at Mooney Valley was really good in the Moyer um, and was a bit unlucky there over the 1,000 metres. And then, yeah, last Saturday, again, uh, just held up at a real sort of pivotal time. And I think it would have finished a lot closer to home affairs if that wasn't the case. So in terms of your multiples, I am 1, 6, and 8. Uh, Mitch, what were your thoughts? Got a question for you boys, actually, first off. How short does Nature Strip get, do you reckon, before it jumps? Oh, what is it now? Like $1.30, $1.28, I think I'm looking at here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would be surprised if it gets much shorter, really. Well, I think every man and his dog were chucking in their multis, and that could really obviously bring it yeah, down. true, true, especially but, uh, with Zaki next, next race. Yeah, from a betting proposition, though, like I, I couldn't see it getting any less than 228, uh, 228, 128 currently. Um, yeah, it'll just be the multiples that are, that are bringing it down because, yeah, it's short enough for sure. Yeah. And it's failed. It's failed going around down the straight before as a dollar forty favorite. So mm. punters have lightning. been burnt by yeah. him before. So yeah, yeah. But uh, other thoughts, Mitch? Perhaps for multiples. Well, I'll be doing a same race multi on this race. I reckon with mm. Nature Strip coming one, mm. uh, Nipatina to finish top three, and Splintex to finish top four. Yeah, I like see, it. see what odds that gets me, and go from there. I guess. Yeah, that's not a bad way to play for sure. All right, well, boys, let's move on to race number seven, which is the Group 3 Chatham Stakes over the 1,400 metres. And Chalet, after its uh, run last week, is currently $4. Uh, I haven't heard anything so far, but be good if this horse stays in the field. I know previously Archie Alexander has talked about how this horse likes a bit of time in between runs, so we'll see if it's there on Saturday. Swinner one is $6.50 over from Ireland. First start for the Friedman team. Dice roll, $8. Just a canter, isn't this horse in good form? $9. Riddle me that is nines as well. Renya for the Godolphin Yard is $11. And Age of Chivalry, the last one I'll read, is currently $13. Tim, a speed map for us, please. Morvada, I think, will be your leader here. Uh, Academus, Trosshaven, Dice roll, Age of Chivalry, be good to your mother. Probably pushes over from a wide drawer as well. High Stranger won't want to get far back. Rainier on the fence probably sits midfield. Riddle me that. Vacillator, just the canter, uh, Shiloh, and Cinewan. I don't know about Cinewan. I'm not sure uh, if it'll go forward back midfield. So a bit of a surprise packet there for a first start in Australia. It's an interesting runner. It's well found here in the market. $7 in the six fifty. Well, can I tell you why? Mm. It's um, two starts back. It's uh, beaten 3.1 lengths by 4.2, and Cartoon was in that race. But the third place getter in that race was uh, Cox Plate with a state of rest. So you've got you've got uh, just finishing on the tail of a Cox Plate winner over a mile. This is <laughs> 1400. Um, a lot of its other form is out over a bit more distance, but wow, I mean 1400 may be a bit too sharp for it. But if it is the similar class to state of rest. We could see a massacre. Um, it's definitely something to take a long look at. Uh, others I don't mind in this race. Just a canter. He's just airborne. Um, I don't know. I just keep knocking this horse. I keep thinking it's no good. But then it rattles off the fastest last 200 on Derby Day. And you just got to take notice. 
Um, it's about time I get in his corner. And I think at $9 and $3, the place is an excellent each way bet. I'm happy to uh, go around Shiloh, Chalet. I don't think it's. I don't think it's uh, run last start showed much merit at all. Maybe something went wrong, in Doe, but it was, oh, what? it was. What? Last week. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see it come home? Yeah, but I just. I don't know. Like I, just, I know that it was too far back, and that was, was always going to be the problem back, but for I just, it. I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't like Ten, it. Ten. 1090, 600 to the 400, 1091, 400 to the 200, then did fatigue over the last 200 at 1600 metres, which probably tells you what distance this horse might be best at. Did come home at 1186. Thought it was enormous from the back of the field. And if it had kept up that, that uh, time or the uh, speed that it did have just at the top of the straight, I think it would have come over the top of them. I thought if this horse was fit and, uh, and could cope with the second run in, in seven days, that it was a huge get on here. I don't know. I'm not interested. I um, I don't rate it, never have. Um, and I'm happy to play around at it for dollars. I'm not interested there. I'm happy to go with uh, just a canter or Cinewan, find out it was Cinewan at 650 and um, 235 to play. So I think Cinewan is not about it each way, and as with just a canter too. I am with you on just a counter. I thought, yeah, this horse is absolutely airborne and I will be saving on it. Uh, Mitch, what were your thoughts here in the uh, Group 3 Chatham Stakes? Just a canter is definitely the one for me. I, it's just, yeah, like you guys have said, it's flying. It's coming home so strong and I think it will do it again. The other one that kind of I'm thinking of is Dice Roll. I know its last start wasn't great. Came second last. I'm, think, I'm Thunderstruck won it. Lost by 14 and a half lengths or something to it. But the race before, Group 1, came second to Sierra Sioux. Just got pipped as well. That was a nose in the Sir Rupert Clark Stakes. So what's it done? It's one, come second in the 1400, gone out to 16, hasn't gone too well, comes back to 1400 again. I think it will be there, but definitely just a canner for me. All right, so we're all, all, well, you two are more keen on just a canter than I am, but I definitely want to keep it on site. And, yeah, Chalet, if it's there on Saturday, geez, I thought this was a, uh, a good thing, admittedly, uh, obviously the favourite. Let's look now, guys, at what is the big race on the program, the Group 1 McKinnon Stakes over the 2,000 metres. I've really enjoyed having this race now at uh, this point in time in the carnival. And Zaki... Is your $2.45 favourite? Colette, will it back up off of last Saturday and, of course, the run a week before? It's currently 480. Mawanga, really a nice run in the Cox Plate, finishing fourth, $8.50. Private Eye down from Sydney is $10. Hungry Heart is also $10. Cascadian is 12 Superstorm is 13 after its very nice win last week. Homesman is 27 Dallasan Dallasan, 35 and KO Nautique is $41. Tim, a speed map for what I think is a probably the most important speed map of the day here. Oh, what a super race this is. This is an exciting race. This could make a cox play, this, this field, really, if you think about it. Mm. Um, like Homesman, Australia Cup winner, Cascadia, Doncaster winner, Superstorm, Cantala and, and uh, Dado Stakes winner. you got Zaki in there, of course, we know what he's been able to do. Kane Ortiz running some super-class races in Japan. Dala-san, um, 
also solid Cox Plate run there and coming in some good form. Uh, he's won some big races, Moanga too, an Epsom winner in Private Eye, a, a Golden Eagle winner in Colette and an Empire Rose winner, and then you've also got Hungry Heart too that's just flying and um, an Oaks winner there. So this is a yeah, very, very strong field and it's exciting to have this still getting the quality that it should be. Uh, in terms of a speed map, Holmesman, I think, leads from Zaki, Dalasan, Colette, Moanga, Superstorm, Cascadian, Hungry Heart, Private Eye, Kayan Ortiz. All right. Well, let's kick off with Mitch in this race. Mitch, what were your thoughts on the Group 1? It's hard to look past Zaki with James McDonald back on board, isn't it? Like Craig Williams, I'm not his biggest fan, but Jimmy Max in some pretty bloody good form. So... I reckon him back on board is going to take it back to another level. The other, it's a funny one, this one, because Moonga is, and well, normally Moonga and Tommy Berry are literally probably my favourite combo in racing. I love watching them when they're together, and I know he's not racing because Huey Bowman's on board, but very big soft sport for that horse. It loves to come home really, really hard. So they're, they're the two that I've got a soft spot for, but geez, it's hard, isn't it? Like you've got Colette, Hungry Heart. Hmm. Superstorm, Storm Time, it's in bloody good form as well. Like, you know, placing its last four, two wins, two thirds. Well, if I had to pick, it's hard. If I had to pick one, I think Zaki's going to win. And I reckon that Superstorm and Malunga will be trying red hot to crack and get right up behind it. But I just don't think they'll catch it. Sam, what were your thoughts on the group one? Uh, look, I didn't want to touch Zaki with a 10-foot pole in the Cox Plate, but um, I think this extra little freshen up here of four weeks of a horse mm. that um, does seem to like uh, a freshen up before its runs, of course, it just it's had such good success with that in the past and it's going to get that again here. As you mentioned, Mitch gets J-Mac on board, who's just absolutely flying. I think we're going to see back to the best of Zaki on Saturday. Um, that'll be really exciting for racing to see that again. Mm. Uh, I think I think he'll he'll win. Uh, others that I do like a lot, I think Hungry Heart is absolutely crying out for 2,000 metres. I've probably just taken the words right out of your mouth, Rob. Um, yeah. yeah look, <laughs> I think this horse is on a campaign to Hong Kong, Hong Kong. to the Vars. Yeah. And this is just gonna. This is just another stepping stone. Fastest last two hundred in the Empire Rose gets here. Yeah. Another two up to two thousand. Yeah, looks a great each way play. Um, and the other, obviously, Moanga. Big fan of Moanga. Battled on really well and beaten by three horses in the Cox Plate that aren't here in State of Rest. Animo and of course our Melbourne Cup winner, very elegant. None of them are here. Um, so Moanga, yeah. Also, must respect in terms of Superstorm. I, I just don't think he quite gets two thousand uh, no. over eighteen hundred. Uh, I think he's just an out and out miler. Um, so that's why I, I have a knock on him in this here. Mm. But um, Zaki, I think we're going to see back to it the best, and I hope we do. If Zaki shows up and gets back to its best form, Tim, it's your winner. Uh, serious questions whether or not it can do that. Um, I think it was well documented before the Cox Plate, the, uh, the issues that this horse might have had, just having the sort of short break off the uh, Queensland campaign where they don't really spend a lot of time in the paddock at all. 
I think this horse needs the paddock. So at 245, it won't have my support. Uh, the one horse that, yeah, you did take it out of my mouth, the one horse that, I mean, if the track's a good four on Saturday, the horse that, yeah, you've already said it, absolutely crying out for the 2,000 metres. And if it gets it on a good four, look out at $10, it's hungry heart. I will be backing the truck up each way on this thing. And, uh, yeah, I'd be uh, very surprised if it doesn't run top three uh, in this race uh, if it's a good four track. Respect Colette. I want to keep her on side if she runs. Yeah, she was uh, very, very good last week. Uh, does get Damien Lane on board, which, um, you know, I do wish that she still had a guy by the name of Damien Oliver on board. But, uh, Suspended, of course. Yeah, so... That's a bit of a downer for her, I think, even though, of course, Damien Lane's a terrific jockey in his own, right? And, uh, yeah, that's how I wanted to play the race. I wanted to be all over Hungry Heart. Private Eye has the same odds as Hungry Heart's criminal. Don't know how that's happened. And Mwanga, yeah, look, it wouldn't surprise if it's running top three, top four, but I don't think I can have it. So I'll be playing the race Hungry Heart and making sure I keep Colette on side. All right, boys, why don't we move on to the last race on the program, which is a benchmark 80 to finish proceedings here at Flemington for what has been a great carnival as we sit here on Thursday night. And, uh, yeah, this race, oof, did I find it hard to analyse from a form perspective? You've got Duchess of Dorset that is $3.10 in your favourite, coming off a benchmark 64 win down at Mowie. Destination for the Godolphin team is $7. It's Our Time is $7.50. Sam's Image is $12. Yulong Defense is $12 as well. The last one I'll read through is La Bella Costa at $16. Tim, a final speed map for us, please, here today. Yes, Rob. Uh, Magnajet, I think, from Roten. Barrier 2, Acre Sam's Image, Duchess of Dorset, El Santo, Legionnaire, It's Our Time, Lieta. Upper East Side, Destination, the Bella Costa, Royal Tyke, Hawker Hurricane, Loana Magic, Yulong Defence, Schwoon, The Last Napoleon, and uh, Halverson, who won today, I don't think he'll be going around. Mm. All right, Tim, kick us off. What were your thoughts on the last? Oh, I thought it was a bit of a, a really challenging last race. Uh, and I think in terms of quaddies, which we will go through shortly, uh, this could just be a field job with a couple of other really short favourites in the other legs. Mm. Um, but if if I do have to give you something, punters, I don't. I actually think it's our time. Is a really really interesting runner. Mm. It's this is a field of just all sorts of different things. But this horse was running in um, stakes class and group class last prep. Of course, uh, ran in the Australia Guineas and before that was second behind Oxley Road in the Zedative. So it's it's got form that is much better than a lot of the horses in this race. Uh, if it comes back in decent order, I think that he could be pretty hard to beat. Uh, Seven fifty currently. That's that's not bad odds for this. Uh, Loana Magic. Look, I don't know Horsham form, but it's rated pretty well. Beat Pioneer River, who wouldn't be without a chance in this race. Um, the last Napoleon, I quite liked. It's run behind Yulon Command last start. Uh, it had really fast sections. Actually, it had a better last 200 than Yulon Command in that race. 
course, mm. probably eased down a little bit. You're on command, but still, sectionals well, even before, before that from the four to the two were quite good. He was back a bit of a way there. He was coming 11th at the 400 and finished second. And out to 1,100, he probably would have preferred to see him at, stay, keep him at 1,000. But, yeah, not the worst chance. He's drawn 18, going to be wide near the fence, um, which should be some pretty good ground. I think he's a bit over the odds at 23 and 650. But, yeah, not overly keen on much here. But I do like it's our time, uh, last Napoleon and Loana Magic. All right, Mitch, what were your thoughts? It's our time. Tim, I think you summed it up pretty well. You know, racing group events, comes back down against some horses that probably don't have the same ability. So if it comes back fit, I think that will be one to watch. Um, Paddy Maloney riding El Salto. Look, it's definitely come up in form. It's probably not as good as some of these other horses, but Paddy didn't ride it last start. The two rides before that he did, won both of them. So a bit of an omen. Maybe he's going to come back and get the trifecta. That's something that did jump out at me. And other than that, God, it's a tough field, isn't it, boys? Like it's hard to really pick. What do we make of this favourite, $3.10 favourite Duchess of Dorset? I think it's progressive. Mm. Lightly raced, five-year-old. Simon Wildyard. I think you respect it. It was well found in the market last start and saluted quite comfortably. Mm. I just don't know. Three ten, like yeah. Oh, it's obviously a bit of a sprue kind of from the stable, but uh, mm. I just can't have it at three ten. Um, maybe yeah. if it was out around five or six dollars, I'd take a good look at it. But I'm I'm happy to try and find something else that I'd see. Yeah. What jumps out well, for me with that is that it's only beaten Upper East Side by you know two lengths last time they raced against each other, and Upper East Sides at thirty ones. Not with the worst form. I just, yeah, I don't know how it's so short. It did beat the last Napoleon two starts back that you were kicking up for, Tim, in mm. terms of its run at the Valley. But, uh, yeah, look, I um, I thought this race was harder than a university physics exam to analyse with all these form lines. Um, yeah, look, I'm really off looking at 9.55 form as sort of form that you can take on to you know, 11 and 1,200-metre races on a Saturday. But, yeah, I thought Destination freshened up a little bit. Um, and, yeah, exactly what you said there too, Mitch, in terms of the jockey and trainer combination um, could definitely be one that, um, yeah, could, of course, knock off the favourite as well as a couple of others. Um, second since had the trial. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Second, second he's a, a bolter. He's a yeah. bolter, yeah. Yeah. Caulfield two back since had a trial up in Sydney, which I'm a big rap for when they take them back to Sydney to have a trial and get a bit of sun on their back, freshened up. I thought that if I was going to play in this race, which let's face it, it's 5.50 in the afternoon, I'll be playing. I'll probably have a little something on destination, but could, uh, yeah, couldn't really tip you into much else except, yeah, I agree with you. Last Napoleon, I thought Tim was, was good last start, but, yeah, I just can't trust 9.55 form, unfortunately, anymore. Yeah, fair enough. It's uh, it's it's not a great guide, is it, especially coming down the, from the Flemington Strait, 9.55 mini Valley to the Flemington Strait. just doesn't match yeah. up, does it? No. No. You raise, no, a, good you raise a good point, yeah. Anyway, boys, let's go through our quaddy numbers. Yes, for the quaddy, Nature Strip will stand out in the first leg. In the second leg, we're going with numbers two, 
four, five, 11, and 14. In the third leg, we're going with four, seven, nine, and 10. And in the last leg, give us strength. We're going with two, four, five, nine, 10, 12, and 14. So fairly wide there in the last leg in what looks to be a quarter where you could just pay absolutely nothing with a few of the mm. faves getting up or could be a few blowouts. Uh, so exciting day, of course, but uh, who knows. All right, and the last thing to do is to give the punters our best of the day. And for a change, Tim, I've somehow got in before you. So mine is race number three, Halcyone. It just wins. Uh, Mitch, what was your best of the day? I wasn't too adamant on Halcyone, was I? But I'm really starting to think you boys might be onto something. My best of the day is going to be number five, race seven, just a canner. Yeah, like it. And oh. Tim? Okay, well, look, my best of the day was Alcyone and my best each way was just a canter. So you really put me in a spot of bother here. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Zaki. Zaki, just to return to back to his best and take out the McKinnon. All right, there you go, punters. A deep dive into what looks to be a fabulous last day on the Flemington Carnival. We look forward to uh, doing this all again next week at Cranbourne Cup. So interesting that uh, this for the first time has been put in in the spring schedule to follow Flemington. I'm looking forward to it. And if you would like to join us as a backyard punter, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter. And you, like Mitch, could be joining us here to look at the Cranbourne Cup. Boys, good luck on the punt. Listeners, good luck on the punt, and we'll see you back here next week. 